I think it would be fair to say that most of us have at least a couple of positive habits that we'd like to add into our lives, or maybe even bigger changes that we want to implement. And yet often we get so swept away with the busyness of life that it can seem almost impossible to make the space for that. Even when we can see the irony that creating that positive change would likely make our lives that bit better and that bit easier. Yet we so often go about our days on autopilot and get to the end of yet another week or month or year where we might have thought a lot about what we want to bring into our lives, but have yet again got precisely nowhere with doing it. Ultimately, our brains are set up for ease. It's easier to do the thing that we've always done than it is to do something new, even when we know that thing will serve us better. So what's the answer? Well, today's guest is going to help us with that and talk about how we can get more intentional in order to start creating that positive change. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life, improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at alexchickfit. Before we get started today, just a final reminder that you still have time, but only just to join me for Fatigued to Fabulous. This is a brilliant three-day workshop for anyone in their peri to postmenopause years who wants to get proactive, learn more about what's going on in this life phase, and most importantly, wants to make sure they feel amazing and energized now and in the future. If you are ready to learn more, all you need to do is head to the link in the show notes to find out more and secure your space. I'm going to be going live for 30 minutes each and every day of the workshop starting on Tuesday, the 1st of March. And I'm going to be teaching you the fundamental foundations to a smoother journey through the peri to postmenopause years showing you exactly how you can do so much more than just get through this life phase and instead learn how to tackle those pesky symptoms, discover the best hacks and strategies for you and become your most energetic self. I'm so excited to see you on the inside and I know that it's going to be super helpful and we're going to have a great, great time together. Just head to that link in the show notes, get yourself signed up right now and I will look forward to seeing you on the inside. Hello, welcome back to another awesome interview episode where today I'm going to be talking to coach Joanne Thompson all about creating positive habits by making the space in your life to be more intentional with your choices and decisions. Joanne is the founder of Joanne Thompson Coaching, which helps individuals and businesses to gain the clarity they need to make life-changing decisions and live their best lives on their own terms. She is passionate about living life with intention and purpose and helping others to do the same. After experiencing and seeing the struggles of capable people being treated unfairly in the workplace, she took the leap of faith, left her well-paid corporate job and developed her own coaching and training business. And today, I'm really looking forward to picking her brains to find out how we can get more intentional in order to create more positive habits and live our best lives. So welcome to the podcast, Joanne. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. So to start off with today, I'd love it if you could tell us a little bit more about your background, what it is that led you to creating your own coaching business and how it is that you actually help your clients as well. Yeah. I mean, 
I started my own business, oh, probably about 18 months ago now in lockdown. Not sure it was, uh, you know, best decision in lockdown, but it was, it seemed like a good time because I've come to a point in my career where I, I wanted to live more intentionally in terms of what I was doing in my time. You spend a lot of time at work, 75% of your time is at work. So, you know, you have to enjoy it. And I'd come to the point where I wasn't enjoying it anymore. So, I mean, I was very intentional as a as a teenager, I suppose, in terms of wanting to be an accountant. And that's where I started my corporate life. Went through all the qualifications, spent all my time in uh, big financial services institutions, doing various roles, accountancy roles, but more recently, sort of more the change management, transformational change. And I, as part of sort of off the side of my desk, I ran a women's network and I could see all these women and they're all ambitious women, but the all got responsibilities, constraints around their life, financial that can't afford someone to help them with childcare or they don't have, you know, parents or friends or things that could help them with that. But they were all people who wanted to come to work and do a really, really good job and be the best that they could be with themselves. And I once walked out of that room and thought, you know, I could do this every day. But I kept going with my um, change management role, you know, my project management, my program management, doing things and questioning why are we doing this, but carrying on anyway. Mm. And I just it just got to the point where I thought, you know, something's not right for me. So I got myself a coach, a mentor, started making changes in my own, my own life. And um, I thought, well, this is, this is something that I could share with other people. So I got myself trained up as a coach and I suddenly thought, no, I really want to do this full time. That moment in my, that moment of clarity that I kind of ignored and said I could do this all the time. I thought, you know what, I'm going to go with this. I'm going to take the opportunity right now things are, are in a position in my life where I can do this. So I'm not going to throw this away. Lockdown, COVID, you know, kind of aside, it was, I'm, I'm going to do this and that'll make me happier. And it makes me feel more fulfilled because I'm doing something purposeful with, with the experience, my, not only the work experience, but life experience that I have and the knowledge that I have to go and help other people do this. So I set up my coaching business, qualified as a coach, qualified as um, an international coaching federation coach. And now I'm kind of focusing on career things for, for women with some of my previous colleagues, making sure that they feel that they have a choice in what they do and are not just kind of dictated to by, by company politics or you know the way the company and organisation wants to work, that they're actually thinking more about what they want out of their career. I also help small businesses in terms of their change management and be more purposeful with what they do. And I'm just kind of really enjoying it. I'm looking to support people who know they want to change and just don't feel that they're ready to kind of go it alone. So they need that guidance and support and someone to have their back, really. Yeah, this stuff always takes time, right? And I think interesting what you were saying there about, you know, you you kind of knew what you wanted to do. Yeah, you kind of had a taster of that and you're like, hang on a minute, maybe I can make a career out of this. And, you know, I count myself as very lucky that I had that as well. You know, I changed my career, you know, after I'd been working in the corporate world for 10 years and then, you know, moved over to do what I'm doing now. But one of the things that people say to me is, oh, you're so lucky that you knew what you wanted to do. And it's almost like people are kind of, do you know what, I'd love to do something for myself or I'd love to make a change. And I know that what I'm doing right now isn't quite right and doesn't, you know, isn't what I want to be doing forever, but I kind of don't know what I do want to do yeah. and how to make that change. So if you're working with somebody who is in that position, they're like, I know I want to change something, but I don't know what that thing is. What's one of the first things that you might do to help them discover what that thing is? 
Um, I mean, there's definitely tools and, and things that people use in, in the coaching world that they use. And one of them is called the Wheel of Life. And basically, you kind of go through each area of your life and score it and talking through that. So I had somebody who came to me who thought they wanted to talk about their career. When we went through that, they suddenly thought, actually, I feel worse about my money situation. Right. So we ended up in a slightly different focus. So, But you have to take the time. I think that's the thing. You have to create the space for you to be able to sit back and reflect and work through methodically in some ways what it is in your life that's just not working on mm-hmm. and it is not making you feel good because we say yes to a lot of things and we can very rarely say no to things. Saying no to things can be really hard because you don't want to upset people. I mean, I'm a people pleaser and, um, you know, and I, even in the workplace, I've always taken, I've said yes to opportunities that I was sat there going, why am I, you know, why am I doing this? Yeah. And then you have this, yeah. why, why am I doing this moment? And then you kind of dismiss it. And it's really kind of, no, actually, if we take the time to go, so I've, I've, hung on, I've raised something there. I've said, why am I doing this? Okay, yeah. so what's behind that? So if you kind of go through the feelings of each area of your life, so if you look at work, if you look at the home, if you look at your, your finances, you can also look back to who you were before you became the person that you are today. You know, were there any ambitions there? Have things been realised? And it's, you, you start questioning those things. And if you can create space, and I know that's really hard for people mm-hmm. to create that space, but there are methods that you can do by delegation, taking a bit of a chance of, well, leaving your kids with a friend for two hours, just so you could sit and think about all these different areas in your life and go, so which is the one that makes me feel not so great mm-hmm. about things, about mm-hmm. myself, about the situation? And when you've started questioning and challenging those things, then you say, so which is the one that is the worst area? Which is the one I'd love to improve? And the worst area might not be the one that you want to improve, but it helps you question whether you should be doing something about that worst area. And the being lost things, so that that was something I said quite a lot. I said, I just feel lost. I don't know where to go next with with things. And I think it's a, that's one thing where I start looking at people's ideal situation so what would your ideal situation and then you keep stepping that back into kind of reality so what would it take to get from where you are now to that ideal situation and a lot of things would have to change you know your kids might have to be older or you might have to be financially better off so it's almost like well if you can be financially better off how does we start on on that path how do we make some slight changes there and I don't think there's again, again, I don't think it's a quick fix to, you know, because when you're lost and you're not sure what you're doing, there's something about energizing. What makes you feel energized in life? What really interests you? What do you spend a lot of time doing or looking at or reading it? And one of the things I was kind of obsessed with was um, a magazine and it was all about well-being and, and health. It was all about changing your mindset. And it's sort of that combined with my doing the women's network and having a passion for equality and developing people and basically helping people out of the struggle that they were stuck with. That's where I suddenly thought, well, I'm, I'm really energized by that. So how do I, you know, what roles could I do that help that help other people do that? Who am I seeing that is doing something that I really enjoy and I'm energized by? So I started looking around to see what other people were doing 
So I think it's kind of, you do have to do a little bit of self-reflection, a little bit of time to sit there and go, so what makes me happy? What makes me really sad? What do I feel good doing? What don't I feel good doing? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, a lot of it, there's fear in there as well, fear of change, isn't there, that people kind of don't necessarily want to think about it too much because they're scared of what's going to come out. Um, and so we don't do it. We sort of like, it's almost like our, our you know, our brains want us to do what's easy, right? They, even if it's not serving us necessarily, our brain is saying, but you're safe here because we know, we know what happens here. Whereas this idea of kind of exploring and going, well, there's something different that I want, I think, but I, I'm not sure what that is. It's almost you can block yourself on that because start thinking, oh my gosh, what if the answer that comes out is something that is really big or really different or is going to be really hard or whatever. So I think we just, we kind of, we hold back on asking ourselves those questions, don't we? Yeah, definitely. And I see that all the time and it is scary. And sometimes when people have said it out loud, it can be scary, but then suddenly start working through it and you go, so that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And there's something about honesty. There's something about the relief of being able to say things because we create ourselves so much stress and it comes out physically in your body, you know, whether that's holding tension in your neck or your arms or your, you know, stomach is a, a quite a big one that gets impacted by stress. But saying it out loud to someone and acknowledging it, yes, it's scary. Yes, you're admitting something that you don't want to, but actually that sense of relief also comes as well. It's like, you know, I've said it now, but there is that I've said it now, I've got to deal with it. When you're not saying it, when you're not acting on it, you know, you don't have to deal with it, do you? But there's a cost to that. And I don't think people realise that, you know, if you choose to do nothing, and I say the word choose, because it is a choice, pretending that you've not made a choice and I used to do this all the time. I used to go, oh, well, I can't change it. I've got two kids, two dogs. One of my daughters swam five times a week. The husband worked shifts. Um, he was away two nights a week. I had, you know, a really busy job working 50 hours a week. I was on the train at eight o'clock in the morning, home at six, picking the kids up, taking the dogs out for a walk, making, you know, and you're on that massive treadmill and you just, you're so in it. You just can't think, oh, I can't, I can't change. Mm. I haven't any options. I haven't got this. I can't do that. And you're talking to yourself in this sort of negative language. But if you suddenly said, well, what if? Mm. What if I could ask for help from somebody? What if I could afford or, you know, stop something to afford childcare, which would make my life easier? You know, it's then you're starting to get into that more positive mm. mindset, that more positive thought process of saying well how do I do this differently because there is a cost to doing nothing definitely and whether that's your health your you know your mindset your relationships your behavior there is definitely always a cost and by not changing anything but knowing deep down it's not working or you're not feeling great about something there is a cost to that and and you're making a choice of to do nothing and it is a choice and I didn't realise that at first. I thought I was just, you know, that's just the way life was. Don't challenge the status quo. Don't upset other people. Don't. But what it did was the cost for me was it left, left me in a completely burnt out. Wasn't finding joy in anything. Wasn't feeling happy about stuff. Everything felt like just a chore. And that's when I thought, do you know what? This can't be my life for the next 40 or 50 years if I'm still here. You know, it's like this cannot 
be my life. I don't want this to be my life. I'm not, there's a cost to me personally, but there's also a cost to the people around me because I'm not being happy. I'm not being my best self. I'm not taking enjoyment in my kids, you know, and what they're doing because I just feel so bad in, you know, in the way I'm doing it. And that that's how I kind of started to think. So hang on a minute. I'm talking to myself in such a negative way. Let, let's, how do I change that? Just going back to something you were saying as well about this, you know, this idea of like making a choice, like kidding ourselves that if we don't change, then we're not making a choice when we're actually, we're making a choice to stay stuck. And I think this is something that, you know, I talk to people about all the time, you know, particularly when it comes to their fitness is, and I call it living in the gray. So I think what people do is they go either I don't do anything at all, or I do all of the things, right? So either I don't do anything at all, or I work out four times a week, because that's the only way that I get results. And if I don't do that, not worth doing it at all. Whereas, you know, I talk to people about like living in the gray a little bit and going, well, would it be okay if you did two workouts a week? Would that be okay? Would that feel better? Would that be more manageable? And I'm like, oh yeah, actually maybe it would be. I'm like, yeah, you may not get quite as close to your goal, but at least you're starting, you're taking a step. And, you know, that often is the most important thing. And I think that's, you know, again, going back to the the whole fear idea is that you you fear change because you think that it's going to be this huge, scary thing that you're going to have to do. But actually, if you can kind of break it down and if you can go, well, I don't need to go the whole hog, I don't need to do all of it, but I could at least make a start, even if it's just learning something new that will take me towards that. You know, you you don't have to leave your job, but you could take a course or you could, you know, start a an Instagram page and start posting on there talking about the stuff that interests you and things like that you you can do those little steps and I think that's often what you know I certainly find that 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 is often what holds people back and why they give up on themselves because they go well I couldn't do it all so I just didn't bother at all and you're like yeah but what's what's wrong with doing a workout a week or two workouts a week that's that's okay as well kind of thing yeah yeah I'm frantically nodding here um yeah yeah that is so true and yeah it's just yeah we're kind of in this cultural society at the moment where isn't it where we want a quick fix or we want you know want to be Instagram perfect but and we want it overnight and we tend to try and it's like we're sat there going how do I shortcut this you know there's obviously how do I you know in businesses they're all you know, some of the big businesses are like, how do we shortcut the time frame of people? They want to live fast and they want to live, you know, busy lives and they want to like fit so much in. I, I remember my nana saying to me, oh, Joanne, I'm, I'm just exhausted listening to what you do on a day-to-day basis and how you fit everything in. She said, it's overwhelming. And, I, and it wasn't until she sat there and I thought, oh, yeah, actually, this is normal for me. But I haven't realised that actually not everybody's lives are like that. Um, and actually not everybody can cope with all, all of that. And that's okay. And to be honest, most people at some point when you're overloading yourself and overwhelming yourself, there's so much things to do, so many responsibilities, then you kind of accept that that's the norm. So when you come to want to change that, that, that whole fear kicks in and it's like, well, doing less, that doesn't seem right, does it? Doing, you know, when you're in a corporate world, particularly, and you're driven by results and high targets and expectations are high, when it comes to making your life different, and it might be that you want to step back. I mean, we're looking at buying a house in France at the moment because we want to kind of live a more outdoor life and we want to, I want to do retreats eventually and various things like that. But you suddenly think, oh, well, actually, 
does that look like I'm doing less? Does that look like I'm doing, I'm being lazy? But it's not, it's about the small steps to change. And it's what I was saying earlier about change takes time. So just choosing, don't be overwhelmed by everything. And I think it's good to say I'm overwhelmed. I was talking to my daughter the other day and I started talking about something and she was like, I'm feeling overwhelmed, mum. I went, right, okay, so let's just talk about the first thing. You know, just bring it right back to if you've got a big goal and you can have this life vision and you can have this, I want to do all this kind of stuff. But so how do you start bringing that back? What's the smaller thing? What are all the component parts that make up the whole? Let's focus on one of those component parts. How do we break that down even smaller? It doesn't have to be everything all at once. It can be just one small step that then builds and you then might take a bigger step. Or you might never, you might suddenly get take one small step and go, do you know what? This has made a difference that I'm comfortable with at this point in my life. And yes, I've got that future vision or future goal in mind, but actually this is just enough right now. And if other things change or then I'll, I know I've got another step I can take and I can do something else that will might take me on to that, that future life that I might want. But at the moment, that's okay. It's okay to be where I am right now. And I'll just make this one small change. It doesn't have to be the big bang approach. Do it all at once. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, okay, so well, that was really helpful because I think that you know, uh, as I always say to people, you know, we we often kind of blindly go about life telling ourselves there are certain things we can't do or certain things we can't change, and we almost kind of accept what's happening to us because it feels it just even though it's not serving us, it feels a lot easier to do that. But I think you know a lot of the stuff you've talked about today about sort of breaking it down and just like you just said at the end there, almost you might take the first step and go, actually, that's fine for me right now. That works. You know, that could be enough to make the change you need to make. Um, And it doesn't all have to be about making this big, massive change in your life. You can just take it a step at a time. And, you know, I think that definitely chimes in with a lot of the things that I talk to people about, that it doesn't have to be this quick fix. It doesn't have to be this like overnight success (laughs) type story. It's going to evolve and it will take time and you might change your mind along the way as well about how you want. You might, you might. So I hope that's really helped everybody just to get to grips with this idea of just how you might start to make that change and getting intentional about it as well. I think that is so important. I think that people don't necessarily know what that means, but really it means not just letting life happen to you, but actually setting some intentions and starting to say, this is what I want. And this is how that I think is so, so important. And this is what I don't want as well. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's so true. So true. So to finish off today, Joanne, do you want to tell us a little bit more about where everybody can find out more about you? Yeah. So I have a website, www.joannecoaching.com. I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram and Facebook. So Joanne Coaching or John Thompson Coaching on Facebook, I think. So yeah, I also have a positive journal that I I did in um lockdown and that is around building positive habits brilliant so i think you can buy it from my my website i've also got positive notebooks on amazon as well so there's there's various ways you can find me but the the journal is a guided journal i did it because again things i wasn't seeing positive in 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 day-to-day life and what it does is it takes you on about an 18 week journey and it starts off small. So it starts off you doing one thing, which is just recording positive things that are happening in your day to make you realize that they are happening. And then it builds up to setting maybe a little, a small goal. It then talks about 
affirmations, so using more positive language with yourself. And then it, it builds up to sort of making, taking sort of bigger steps and making bigger goals and, you know, maybe thinking more about that future and it gets you on that track. So there are definitely things that we can do in a small way to just get started and journaling I found and writing things down so you see them in front of you and you can go back and look and reflect and go so that did happen I did have a good day you know when you're feeling down you think I never have a good day you know we use that word a lot never and should but you know I never have and you can go back and have a look so I think journaling is a really good way to you know journaling the positive things is a good way to kind of change that that mindset and create some positive habits brilliant fab well i will pop the links into the show notes so you can head there and find out more info about joanne and more info about her journal that she's just talked about as well so thank you for joining me today joanne it's been really really helpful i enjoyed it thoroughly enjoyed it thank you very much Um, so I do hope you've enjoyed listening in again today and that it's given you some really useful tips on how you can get a bit more intentional and start working towards that positive change that you've maybe wanted to do for a while. I would love to hear how you get on. So do keep in touch with me via my social media channels. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well for future episodes. But for now, I'm going to say goodbye and I will see you all again very, very soon. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at Alex Chickfit for plenty more inspiration.